0: welcome to the friday night clive podcast with me clive payne in this podcast we look back at the amazing charities organizations and people we have chatted to over the past few months all of whom have interesting and important stories to tell have you ever given any thought to how you would cope with looking after a parent who was ill or an aunt who had a dementia now to some of us that would be quite an enormous task and a big ask as well and not everybody would be capable of doing it not necessarily because they wouldn't want to but perhaps because they wouldn't be able to or wouldn't know how to joining me on the line now is debbie robbins giles uh, who with her husband paul looked after her poorly father and her aunt and turned her experiences into a book called the dog always cooks and debbie joins me on the line now good evening debbie
1: Hello, Clive.
0: Debbie, thank you very much for joining me this evening. Now, you looked after your father and your aunt for a number of years. Tell me about that.
1: Right. Um, I was a carer uh, for a decade and a half. Um, I'll take you right back uh, to the day it all started, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, At the time, I was working in the control room for West Midlands Ambulance. Uh, That particular moment, I was the radio operator and I saw my auntie's address pop up on the screen. Uh, It transcribed she had had a fall, which as a result of this, she sustained an arm injury, which prevented her using her arm for a short amount of time. Uh, When I returned home on the evening, my dad was waiting for me with my auntie in tow. Um, It was then decided all round that it was best um, if my auntie stayed with us for a while until her arm healed. Now, as time progressed, she decided she enjoyed the company and being waited on hand and foot, hence she moved in. Uh, but she hadn't actually got dementia at that stage. That came on some years later.
0: Right, okay. So, um, I mean, how did you notice that that was starting to progress with her? How did her behaviour and cognition change?
1: Uh, she kept repeating the same sentences. Right. Um. Yes, and she'd try and hide. Uh, she started hiding food. Um, they get very... It's quite ingenious, really, how they um, hide food. Um, I was watching on the uh, television the other day a clip of Mr Bean where he's hiding food. Well, my auntie, he'd got nothing on my auntie with that. Um, they hide food. They start to repeat themselves. They try and run off. Uh, they say they don't know who you are and that they've been kidnapped. Um, so dementia is more than just a bad memory.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I mean, you said that you worked for West Midlands Ambulance in their in their comm centre. I mean, did you have any experience uh, or exposure to a care environment prior to all this? Obviously, you were working in a non-medical uh, environment no. within, within the ambulance service. Mm,
1: no, no, I didn't. Um, as I said, I've got a certain amount of medical knowledge because obviously you have to do exams and various things working for them. Um, but a lot of things, um, like the crews would be ringing back for you to um, do certain things or arrange different care. We'd be speaking to doctors, nurses. So you, you do get a, a basic of what it's all about. But until you're actually caring for someone, really, it, it doesn't really add up to that. It's. To look after them is a whole different thing, really.
0: And I suppose, you know, it, it, you could see clearly a decline in her health and you saw these yes. telltale signs. What were your first impressions and your fears as well?
1: Uh, my first impressions, I, well, I, I felt very sorry for her, very, very sad because it strips the person of their personality. Um, they become quite aggressive or can do um i mean she'd punch me in the face some days Mm. but you've got to remember it's not them really
0: no Um, that's the thing i
1: I felt very sorry for her
0: and i mean what what inspired you to write your book because um you know as i said at the beginning it's it's a rattling good read so why did you turn this into a uh, you know into a literary literary document
1: well uh what happened clive my uh, my dad i mean most days because my dad he was he was confus mentis um He'd got uh, cancer of the prostate, though, and, got, and he had a heart attack and hence heart failure. Uh, but Dad used to say, like, on some of the more strange days with my auntie, my dad would say, you really want to write a book about this, Deb? Because I think people would find it very interesting to see how you're dealing with it, really. So when the pandemic came along and I got a lot of spare time, I thought, right, I'm, I'm going to put pen to paper.
0: So how easy was it for you to transcribe this into a book?
1: Um, I wouldn't say it wasn't easy because well, I wouldn't know me, where to start for me, yeah uh, the formula for me when I was out walking the dogs or or swimming um, I'd get thoughts in my head and think of different situations that had taken place and I used to like to go and sit in the conservatory on my own and just like scribble away really and hence that, that's where it all started really
0: and I mean I love the title the dog always cooks where did that come from
1: Ah, no. Well, my auntie, I mean, there is one particular uh, tale which I can tell you. My auntie always used to tell people, she'd point to the dog, uh, because at the time we'd just got the one Labradoodle. Um, we, still, we went on to get another four, but we'd just got the one at the time. And she'd say to people, he's a fabulous cook, he cooks some lovely meals here, really nice meals. Well, on the one occasion, um, we, were hold, we used to like to hold dinner parties in those days, um, so she came downstairs anyway in, in her nightdress and she's standing there and she points to the dog. And my husband's one friend, uh, she says, he cooks, he cooks all of the meals, fabulous cook. And he says, well, he's a dog. And she says, I know he's a dog. She says, I'm not puddled, of course I know he's a dog. But that's really, she used to tell everybody, the dog cooks. The dog always cooks, so
0: hence the title. <laughs> and I think that that's a brilliant tribute to her, isn't it? I mean, what, it is. Um, well, I hope so. Oh, I think no. I think it is most certainly. And I mean, at what point did your father become dependent on you for care? Then,
1: uh, my dad. Um, it's as the heart failure progressed. Uh, my dad had had such a massive heart attack. Um, they weren't able to do a bypass. Um, such a large expansive muscle had died so it was purely on medication so really i had to do everything for dad everything um but i i used to try well your, your whole life centers around them everything i mean i was way down the pecking order uh, they were they were top of the list for everything so you, your days just revolve around them clive yeah.
0: how did your lives change you and your husband paul because i guess you were you were still at work at that point you were at the ambulance service what or, how, or did you have uh, to give when, that up
1: uh, West Midlands Ambulance, I have to say, they were excellent. And what they did for me, is it, as we sort of went along, uh, they kept dropping my hours for me. So in the end, I just used to do four hours on a Monday evening and four hours on a Friday evening. Uh, my husband's works, because he used to work for National Express in their head office, and they were good as well. So what they used to happen, as I went out to work, uh, my husband would walk in. So he'd take over, but of course our lives changed drastically. Um, we used to go on holiday a couple of times yeah. a year. We'd go skiing, and that all had to stop because you you couldn't take my auntie anywhere. She'd you know she'd be running around telling people you kidnapped her, and she looked. I mean, unfortunately they don't have you know I, I've got you know I've got dementia tattooed on their forehead, and you know her hair was done. She was dressed nicely. So of course people believed what she was saying if they didn't know us. Um, so we were not the holidays have to stop but at the same time as that happens you you find out who your true friends are really and because you can no longer participate in different activities with your friends um, some of those just go by the wayside
0: i mean it it clearly must have been devastating for you and challenging as well what would you say was the most challenging part most
1: challenging part um, well, I suppose just it was a different lifestyle for us, really, and it tests your relationship with your with your partner to the to the absolute maximum. Um, everything just turned upside down with her.
0: Um, so, so, I mean, so she he used to get sun- Sorry, no, do come on.
1: No, sorry, what, what were you going to say? No, I was sorry, going sorry. to
0: say, I mean, I mean, clearly, this changed your life and Paul's life, and you know, you, you yes. did the very best that you could. Who was supporting you? because you can't just do this kind of thing on your own surely there must have been some you know some family backup or just somebody for you to to you know sit and talk to either or both of you
1: no we didn't no we we just got each other um unfortunately we've got no family um so there's just my husband and myself so we just got each other for support really
0: but you're studying health um,
1: as i say my dad my dad he was compass mentors, so mm initially my dad could give you some support as well but as time went on uh, there was just me and paul um taking the whole the whole brunt of it really
0: now you're studying health and social sciences with the open university um what are your, I am. what are your hopes and aims once you've completed your course
1: um i've got no aspirations with that at all really i'm just doing it really for, for myself for my own benefit um at my age i i doubt i could use it really but it's just for me i feel as though it's just an achievement and it's my time a bit really um i've wanted to do one for a while so i've just taken the chance now
0: but i also think that based on your experiences with your aunt and your father then you will bring some of that to the table won't you
1: definitely yes well that's why i chose that topic really definitely with working for the ambulance and then my dad and my auntie yes definitely
0: now what impact did caring for your father and your aunt have directly on your marriage to paul because clearly paul has supported you through this in the same way that you have supported him
1: yes Uh, well everything changes for you Um, as i say she used to have sundowning so some days um, she'd be very drowsy in the day and then come night time she'd be like wide awake Um, and some some nights she'd come and get in bed with us both so my husband obviously he'd get out and go like downstairs to another bedroom Um, but if you do take on a caring role make sure that you've got a 100% good marriage because I would say perhaps for some people it could break the marriage if it was a bit rocky so yeah
0: but I mean you and Paul when you have some some time to yourself and uh, you were perhaps in bed at night talking you must have had some some you know quite pointed conversations with each other mustn't you
1: Uh, It was very rare, really, to be honest, that we could get together to have a conversation, really. Um, She was like a... Well, it's like a naughty, big toddler. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, like, sometimes, like, if, you know, if they weren't about, like, we'd quick, oh, quick, let's have a cuddle, quickly. Uh, And I'd be on Paul's lap, and she'd appear from nowhere, but she'd come and get on his other knee.
0: Right. Um,
1: So, like, there were three of us, really, in the marriage. Um, You didn't have much time to yourselves. Um, She'd be everywhere. Really, I became like her mum. Um but it was it was very very sad
0: and you, I mean obviously you're doing your open university course, but are you still working with West Midland's ambulance now?
1: No, no, I'm not. um I retired a few years ago now um no i'm not now
0: so you're a full time student
1: uh no, no, um I've got five dogs, so they take up a lot of my time oh, gosh, um and I've got um a couple of horses, so that takes some time up. Um, so no i just i just study part-time for the open university I, I plod along with that as i say i have no aspirations with that really it's just purely for myself so i'm not in a rush with it really but
0: i suppose devoting your life um to your father and your aunt as you said a moment ago it, it then becomes now your time yours and paul's really um yes you yes know. we
1: hope so
0: yes. what what are you hoping people will get from your book
1: well, I'm hoping, really. I mean, I've, I've tried to keep the book as light-hearted as I can because it can be a very depressing subject. So, I, I mean, I, I've tried to think of some of the, the funny stories because, looking back, you, you do get some humorous times with them. You know, it's not
0: all gloom and doom. Can you think I mean, of one of to, 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 are, to share with me?
1: Um, yeah, OK. Uh, we were in a, uh, a ladies' dress shop in Bridge North, um so you know in we go and cause my auntie liked like you know she liked nice clothes and so we're in there and uh, we're having a look like through well there was a coat um just on the side but i, I thought to myself that's a funny place really for, for that to be for sale and anyway my auntie picks it up there and tries it on well then i was aware of two ladies like looking at us and i thought oh no it's that woman's coat. And uh, so my aunt tries it on, and she's looking in the mirrors, and she says, um, well, she says, I think the material's nice, she says, but uh, I think with that colour, I think you'd look a bit of a tart in it, to be honest. (laughs) So at that, uh, yeah, I know, so at that, this lady, this lady says, do you mind, madam? She says, that's my coat. (laughs) So I've tried to keep it, you know, little tails like that, really, Clive. I haven't made it all gloom and doom. Um, And I've tried to put a...
0: Is it, is it easy to get a book published these days, particularly on this subject?
1: Uh, I've self-published. Ah, OK. I've self-published. Yeah, yeah, I've self-published it. So that's, uh, yeah, that's how, I, that's how I got around that.
0: And how, how have the sales gone so far?
1: It's okay. Yes, it's it's not doing too bad at all. Like, for somebody that's, like, not in the public eye or, you know, not anybody, yeah, I'm not doing too bad at all, thank you. Now,
0: you're donating some of the profits from the book to charity. Uh, Which charity are you supporting? Um, Have you got, you know, a figure Uh, in mind?
1: uh, Yep, it's Dementia UK. And um, at the end of... Because my book was out in June. So June next year, whatever, like, my profits are, I should be donating 50%. To dementia uk
0: lovely what would you say then debbie have you learned from all of this and what will you take away with you from your experiences
1: well i think you realize what a strong person you are in saying that though i mean i know that um, a caring role won't be for everyone i know i understand that it would possibly break some people i, I know it's not for everyone but for me personally, my journey, I feel as though it's made me a much stronger person. And I've done things that I, I never thought I could do with, with people, really. Um, so that's, that's helped me a lot, I think.
0: For anybody who is looking after anybody in any capacity, whether it's dementia or, or whatever, based on your experiences, what advice would you offer them?
1: Oh, I'd say take every day as it comes. Uh, try and get the try and get the most out of it really because I I used to think well if I don't look after them what's the alternative to it? Um and there wasn't an alternative really, you know, the alternative wasn't very wasn't very good, it was just death really. So um I'd say make it get the most out of it every day. And I, I used to try and bring humour into it with them with both of them. So how much like some days Paul and I would dress up and we do different dances <laughs> with them <laughs> and brilliant. You know, yeah we would we would
0: so how long ago now did did you lose your father and your aunt
1: well my dad um i mean my auntie my auntie's been 10 years but my dad actually passed he passed the month before covid came in
0: right so he obviously didn't have to experience all of that
1: no no
0: so remind us of the title of your book and where we can get a copy
1: certainly it's called The Dog Always Cooks and it's available on Amazon or online at Waterstones, Barnes & Noble. I mean, there's various other places, but th- those are the main three, really.
0: And how much does it retail at, uh, Debbie?
1: Uh, for the uh, paperback, it's nine ninety nine.
0: Lovely. And is there a hardback version as well? Uh,
1: there is a hardback. Uh I'll just actually, hold on. I have no, I mean, I have no say, obviously, in the price, the um, the publishing sure, company. Sure, sure. But again, you know, so sometimes
0: it depends. You know, if you want a book to go in your suitcase for on holiday, then the paperback is great, but a nice library copy for home for the bookshelf um, is always nice to have a hardback as well, isn't it? And it also makes it certainly a good gift.
1: Is. It is. It is a nice gift, definitely. Let me just have a quick
0: okay well while you All do right. that uh, so the money is going to um, dementia UK as you said and then uh, so the anniversary date is June 2023 then and you'll donate the fifty percent
1: I the will profits. that's yeah. right I def- yes that's right so so I'm hoping to uh, to raise as much as I can for for that hopefully. Good. Good. Right. I'll just, oh, I okay know
0: and again right. if you okay. sorry if you want to find out more information about dementia uk you can head to their website just put dementia uk into a search engine and it will take you straight to their website and uh, you yes. can find out all yes, about the invaluable right. work that they that they do
1: they do they do right uh right kindle kindle is 3.99 mm-hmm. and the hardback is 19.95
0: excellent Debbie Robbins-Giles, author of the book The Dog Always Cooks. Thank you very much for talking to Friday Night Live. That is your lot for this episode. You can catch the programme live every Friday night on Black Country Radio from 7pm. If you love our podcast, then please subscribe by heading to blackcountryradio.co.uk forward slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. See you very soon. This is a Black Country Radio podcast presented by Clive Payne, produced by Andy Caddick.